Today's episode is one about something spooky that happened in my own home. It's about raising psychic children, and it's about the things that come out of their mouths when I least expect it. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get comfortable, and get ready for a brief but slightly terrifying story, by my standard at least, of a five-year-old who sees way too much. For those of you who don't know, I'm your host, Catherine, and I'm a psychic medium. I didn't come into my gift knowingly until I was around 29 years old. I won't tell you how many years ago that was. However, it was after the birth of my first son, and he was really in a very tumultuous time in my life. And I feel now looking back that a lot of it, it was part spiritual awakening, and it was part postpartum depression, and it was part overwhelmed and just the perfect storm of a spiritual awakening, essentially. And as I came into my gifts, my two sons, as I would soon, very soon have a second son and eventually a third, um, they were very different as babies from each other. I won't say they were very different. Like I knew from the moment that I felt like I had a Harry Potter, that was not at all this experience by any means, but I did have a couple of just like head scratchers by the time my first was about 18 months old or so. It just so happened that around that time when he would wake up from his bad dreams, he would wake up screaming and crying and he would stand in his crib in in like fear, like he wouldn't move screaming and crying and, and staring at the same corner, absolutely terrified. And as he got older and started sleeping in a toddler bed, these kinds of waking, like these kinds of experiences, he would go from waking up and staring to essentially he would either run into our room or he would be frozen in fear. And I always felt that when he would run into our room it, to sleep with my husband and I, what he was doing was because he was scared after having a bad dream. But when he would be there frozen in fear, it felt to me more like that was something that he was seeing visually that was really scaring him. And kids don't really play by the same rules, if by any rules, really. They know what they see, and that's all there is to it. You you can't really sway them to believe that like monsters aren't real or ghosts can't be real. Like They believe what they see, and they see what they believe, right? So with that being said, knowing that I am intuitive – my husband would look at, he looked at me one day and he said, is he like you? And he just knew, he knew too, that it just had to be that my son was seeing things very much like I had. And as he grew older, he had a friend named Ghosty who he would talk to frequently and talk about frequently. Um, hindsight, I really feel like Ghosty has never been anything threatening. He had mentioned other spirits who were like kind of a family who would hang out outside of the house. Um, that always hit me a little bit differently. And then my second son, Jameson, who for the longest time I thought, oh my God, we got away with it with him. He doesn't see, he's not connected like that. And oh, holy cow, I couldn't be more wrong in that instance because he's growing into it now at five years old more than I really kind of expected. Normally by like around five, six, seven years old, they start to outgrow it, but he's very much growing into it instead. So at this house that we live in now, we just moved in in May of this year, May 2022, 
it went really well for the first couple of weeks. And then after that, and I was thinking, you know, the kids are sleeping better. The energy's better. Everything's just better. This is fantastic. And I was tricked. I can only think to compare it to if you've ever rescued a dog. The first couple of weeks, you get like this sweet angel dog who is just like so well behaved. They're still exploring their surroundings. They're not really sure what to make of you or of anyone else around them. And then as time progresses, they get more comfortable, right? And then you start seeing them ripping up their surroundings, chewing on things, acting like little devil doggies. I love my rescues. Uh, anything that like they're just more comfortable, right? And I kind of feel like that like two to three week window kind of settled in with us at this house too, except it took maybe two to three months instead. So now we're hearing stuff like kind of clanging around the house. We'll hear stuff open or closed and nothing's opened or closed. Um, I had a really interesting experience where someone was knocking on my door a couple weeks ago. Uh, I called my friend and mentor, Ambrosia, who is the host of Inner Bloom Podcast, very quickly and hysterically while she reminded me that I can actually talk to spirits, so maybe I should calm down. <laughs> Don't like being startled. But anyway, it, it almost seems that the energy has kind of picked up here more despite the boundaries that I set. And it's interesting because this is something that is very new to me to be experiencing this. I'm also someone who's never going to tell you or try to make you believe that I know absolutely everything. I have new experiences with this gift every single day, and everything is always a learning process. So I've been hearing more knocking. I've been hearing, or like my husband's been hearing his first name whispered, which always kind of makes me giggle because how can he hear a spirit whispering his name but can't hear me shouting across the house for him, right? <laughs> just, just marriage humor, I promise. Well, the other day, Jameson climbs into bed with me and he's my five-year-old and he says that when he goes to bed in his room, he often sees the faces of animals like on his wall next to his shelf. And he said that I asked him, are they friendly? Like what kind of animals? Like bears and doggies? And I was trying to just be cute about it. And he goes, no, like mean wolves and mean like he was describing like animals that he couldn't really necessarily describe and they have red eyes. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. We're going to cleanse. Cool. Sounds great. Um, and I reminded him, you know, you can tell anything to leave that feels uncomfortable to you. And he was like, okay, cool. We're moving on here. Now, if you follow me on TikTok, you'll see probably about a month or so ago, he had climbed into bed with me in the middle of the night and he was looking up at our ceiling. Now, we have one window in our bedroom that faces our backyard and our house is on a cul-de-sac. There's no main road behind it. There's no opportunity for car lights to hit or anything like that. And my son and I are looking at the same ceiling and he says, do you see those green things? What are those? What is the green stuff on your ceiling? And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't see anything green. And he's watching it go from right around like where my door frame is in the, in the door he just came in all the way to the back of the room, like above our bed, like going directly above us and essentially just like dissipating into the wall. He's like, they're, they're so, what did he say? He's like, it's so cool. And I said, what are you looking at? And he's like, it's green. And I kind of closed my eyes for a minute. I'm like, okay, I can see in my mind's eye what he's talking about, but I'm not seeing it physically like he is. And I said, well, is it scary? And he said, no, it's really cool. This kid was mesmerized by it. I am telling you, like someone who smoked one too many joints staring at something that no one else could kind of understand is what it felt like to me. Excuse the reference if you're offended. Um, but it was just, it was 
really cool to kind of watch him see this. And and I had kind of determined that this was just energy. He was watching pass by and pass through. And I thought, wow, this is really neat. This is one of the ways that he sees. And I'm I'm really getting to witness this firsthand. And I feel so honored to be a part of this right now. And then a couple, like a week or so or two months or whatever I just said later, he is telling me about these animal faces. And I'm like, I'm not cool with this. I don't like this at all. But okay, cool. Let's cleanse. Let's do what we need to do. Let's remind him that he holds the power, all of those things. And then yesterday, like just a day or so ago, he tells me when I'm still in, my husband's still in bed with us and he climbs up in bed and he's telling us when he's explaining that, um, he said, do you know why I don't like to sleep in Wesley's room? Because they have their own rooms, but sometimes they share a room anyway. He said, I don't like to sleep in Wesley's room because there's always someone in there watching us. And I said, what do you mean someone's in there watching us? He said, "It they float over my bed or Wesley's bed. They float over his bed and they they stare and they want to take me with them. And he said, well, how do you know they want to take you with take you with them? And he said something about how they, he just, he knows that they do or they look at him. And I asked him about faces and he said, they don't really have faces, but they're still looking at him. And he was very like slow and cautious about the words that he was choosing. And when Jameson's making up a story, it is super fast paced and he is over the top and he is in it for as much pizzazz as he can possibly get. So when that kid has no tone in his voice at all in a completely flat affect, it scares the bejesus out of me. So he then says that they float above him and it only happens in Wesley's room, which is why he likes to stay in his room. Again, where the animal faces are that he sees. And he said when he leaves Wesley's room, when he runs out of that room, then there's a man who stands by the stairs that they have to run past very quickly. Now, I don't, I instantly thought of like the hat man type thing because that's what I saw when I was a kid. And I didn't want to push him too hard because I did ask a couple more questions, but then he quickly went from his flat affect to, there's also one who sits on a motorcycle and he revs the engine and he's not bad, but he looks like a bad guy. And, and then I'm hearing that, right? So that was very clearly different from the experience that he had that he was sharing with me just moments ago. And it's kind of his indicator to me like, okay, I'm done talking about this. I, it's scaring me. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, then he goes grocery shopping with my husband. And when they pull in the driveway, the neighbors are hanging a skeleton in their window and my husband, I was not here for this. My husband told me that he lost his, our son lost his mind. He didn't want to get out of the car. He didn't want to have anything to do with it. It scared him. He even asked the neighbor to take it down because it scared him. My husband said he was practically trembling. He was so afraid. And it's just so interesting to me because my oldest, when he's fearful, it feels more like a child who just doesn't want to be alone because he doesn't like being alone. He'd rather have people around him. Now, Jameson previously liked to have his time by himself and had no problem going in his room to sit by himself to play or be on his tablet or look at books or whatever. And now he doesn't really want to do that. So just a couple of experiences that have really thrown me for sure. And it's just, it's getting more and more interesting here, but I, I want to make it very well known that if we didn't, if I didn't feel safe, I would be taking other corrective actions. I feel like this is something that we are within our realm of control with. And it's also something that I have a really strong spiritual support community behind me. So I really don't feel too worried about it. It's just, it's interesting. Listen to your kids when they tell you these stories. Don't pass them off as them just making things up. Okay. 
He also, a couple days ago, it was so cute and so funny. And from like a psychic mom thinking this was hilarious perspective, um, his older brother was teasing him and he said that he was going to take one of the wolves from his dreams and make it attack him because those wolves were his friends. And I just thought that was so funny because he's dreamt about wolves for the longest time. And the nice ones have green eyes and the bad ones have red eyes, he has said. So his green eye wolves are there to protect him. And when he dreams about them, he he always wakes up saying that like he had a wolf dream and it's always a good thing, right? Um, so listen to your kids. Don't pass off anything that they say as just them being inventive. See if you can pay attention and find the difference between them being inventive versus them actually being afraid and seeing or feeling or hearing something that they may not understand, okay? And you know what? I am sure I will have more spooky stories to come over the coming days because it is, after all, Halloween season, and I am so here for that. In the meantime, if you guys are looking to work and develop your own intuition, your own sense of sight and hearing and all of the fun Claire senses that we have, you can sign up for Intuitive Development 101 that starts Wednesday, October 19th at 1130 in the morning. Each class is recorded, so if you miss one or two, no worries. They will be emailed to you immediately after. The group sizes stay fairly small. And I'm really excited and looking forward to this next round of development. Again, it's on a sliding scale basis, so it's more affordable than you may think. And if you're looking to book your own private reading, please use code SPOOKYSEASON for 15% off all 30, 45, and 60-minute readings. Thank you all for tuning in this week, and we'll be back Monday with another true crime episode. Bye, guys.